0: Hello, and welcome to Global Data Themes' Instant Insights. At Global Data, we define a theme as something that keeps a CEO awake at night, as businesses that invest in important themes will succeed, and those that don't will fail. Welcome to Top Tech for Instant Insights, your monthly tech news roundup. I'm Emma, and I'm joined here with Pugo and Patrick. We work for Global Data and research how technology will disrupt the world we live in. Welcome back to work, guys. Love coming into the office on a Monday, don't we? Mm. Um, how was your weekend? It was Halloween. I want to know what you guys got up to.
1: It was great. Um, I had on Friday a, a pit bull themed Halloween party. So it was all like ball cabs and oh like sunglasses, <laughs> great tunes
2: all night. It was wonderful. Yeah, I had a great weekend, quite different from Patrick's. Mostly just stayed in, watched a few scary movies. It was pretty lovely, actually. But, you know, was always thinking about that tech because that is what is most scary. Oh, yeah.
0: That's a very good point, Hugo. So let's get into it, the scary headlines. Now to our AI story of the month. Meta sees revenues increased 23% due to its successful research and development into AI ad tech which has allowed them to partially overcome the latest privacy updates from Apple.
2: Meanwhile, Alphabet's revenue increased 11% since last year. However, the tech conglomerate share price fell 9.5% when markets closed on Wednesday the 25th of October, when company revenue was reported. This was likely caused by cloud computing revenue being lower than expectations. This is particularly interesting, as Meta's earnings have historically mirrored Google this divergence in Meta's favor demonstrates the impact that AI can have on company performance.
0: Thank you, Hugo. Now onto our main headlines. The headlines. Chinese EV toll company EHang became the first company in the world to receive an airworthiness certificate. Microsoft acquires Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. LinkedIn lays off almost 700 jobs.
1: The FTC takes on Amazon, and OpenAI get an $86 billion
2: valuation ahead of a potential IPO. Cisco plans to acquire Splunk, and Netflix raises subscription prices.
0: Besides having to pay more to finish watching Breaking Bad for the uh, third time, um, what top stories really struck out to you guys?
1: I, for me, Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard was really big for me. Um, so Destiny and um, Overwatch were both really big games for my childhood and like, early adulthood. So they were both published by Activision, which um, Microsoft now owns. they were you know, multiplayer games, lots of shooting stuff, lots of team games um, that I was really involved in. And so it, it becomes like a personal thing for me to get interested in this.
0: I'm not personally a big gamer, so can you shed some light on why this story has made so many headlines?
1: Yeah, so it was mostly antitrust reasons. Um, Regulators around the world have been very concerned about Microsoft controlling too much of the gaming market, especially cloud gaming. Microsoft already is the third largest gaming company by revenue in the world, behind Tencent and Sony, and went into this deal owning around two-thirds of the global cloud gaming market, which is obviously a massive share of it, right? And so, owning one of the biggest gaming publishers with access to a huge library of intellectual property becomes a potential problem from the point of view of market competition. So it was the... um Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA in the UK, that was probably the biggest sticking point um, for this deal. Um, but American authorities were also getting involved, like the FTC, the Senate, the State of New York, they also had a problem. Um, and so did the EU as well, as you might expect.
2: Do you not think this deal potentially adds a lot to the industry? I noticed that you sort of mentioned the potential uh, drawbacks, but do you not think this could actually really help strengthen the industry? Uh, their cloud offering is huge and it also makes the games more accessible. Um, perhaps this sort of marks the beginning of a new relationship dynamic between Microsoft and its competitors. What do you think of this, uh, Patrick?
0: Okay, by industry, uh, just to clarify, you mean gaming, right? The gaming industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, like I'm sure it'll have
1: some benefits. Um, like cloud gaming certainly makes games way more accessible. Um, growing up, we relied on individual physical or digital copies which now would be massively annoying although they can be quite nice to have um microsoft has sold its cloud streaming rights to ubisoft for the next 15 years which was part of the deal that made it through regulators so i think we can all reasonably hope that this deal doesn't set the stage for some sort of exclusivist gaming nightmare so microsoft has also guaranteed equal access to its new IP like Call of Duty to Sony for PlayStation users for 10 years. So I hope that this doesn't end up backfiring on consumers. I really do. I think another one of my major concerns is that if Microsoft decides that they want to be more intimately involved in the development process as Activision was in more recent years, then this acquisition could end up making the consumer experience worse. So, what I mean by this is that Microsoft is sinking a huge amount of money into this deal and will be keen to make their money back. So it wouldn't be surprising if they tried to monetize their new IP in ways that were inappropriate for the products themselves. Um, so actually, I wrote my most recent comment wire on this. Um, actually, um, Activision made the mistake of trying to recreate Call of Duty's success with Destiny and Overwatch by creating sequels that nobody really wanted so particularly in destiny's case the sequel was not as good and needlessly expensive um that being said though microsoft are a massive company so i hope that they have the patience to create goods consumer-friendly products and trust that their profits make up for it in the longer term okay so yeah that that, that that's me done that's um that's the headline that really stuck out for me how about you Hugo? Um, I know you've been looking at the Metaverse and Meta's recent developments. So is there anything
2: happening in that space? So they just released these uh, new Ray-Ban Meta Wayfarer glasses, which can play music, take photos and record people. So that seems like a very interesting innovation in the Metaverse space. And I think it's a very smart decision for Meta to partner with Ray-Ban. They draw upon Ray-Ban's excellent branding cachet and their suave aesthetic, which Meta doesn't necessarily capture in their own products unsurprisingly
1: i mean yeah like ray Ray bans have been cool for decades like particularly for things like top gun from the 80s like they've been cool for a while
0: i mean fundamentally it's cool tech but are they actually going to be popular even if they are you know ray bans
1: i mean i don't know like people are already spending like a thousand dollars on their phone like 150 dollars on headphones uh, what else can this thing like? Uh, you don't really need anything more than that.
0: As, I mean, that's very true. I mean, they I think they're worth three hundred dollars, which yeah. is it's it's quite steep for the lack of sort of very unique functionality, especially with the you know the cost of living and all those things.
1: So, um, with that though, how how do these glasses have any impact on the metaverse? I mean, if at all.
2: Yeah, so I think that is the sort of point I was getting at earlier as well, which is that they don't really seem to be much of an addition to the metaverse space. And I think the metaverse still has a lot of issues, particularly related to the uh, metaverse headset, which, while some people might not realise this, the glasses don't actually solve that issue, and the headset is still quite clunky, quite heavy, quite uncomfortable to wear over a long period of time, and can give you uh, motion sickness. So they don't actually replace or solve that issue, although contrary to what some
0: people might think. So you don't seem very positive about these headsets. What is the state of the broader sort of metaverse marketplace as a whole?
2: Well, I think there has been some recent hope in the metaverse marketplace, particularly because of Zuckerberg's uh, appearance on Lex Friedman's podcast, which is a very notable podcast. And in particular, they perform the podcast in the metaverse as photorealistic avatars. So I think that really uh, shot a bit of light, got people a little bit excited about the metaverse prospects. But... I think it's still important to sort of temper expectations, particularly because even despite global data's $400 billion valuation of the metaverse marketplace by 2030, the current marketplace is still quite behind that. As you'd expect, it is seven years away. So, for example, in the tech sentiment polls, which global data has recently published, they showed that 59% of respondents believed that the metaverse was all hype and no substance. And I think that sort of indicative of the consumer sentiment across the metaverse marketplace and across public perception of how much the metaverse is really affecting them. However, I think it's also worth thinking about that it will really be the enterprise segments of the metaverse market rather than the consumer segments which will propel the metaverse forward to this sort of very large valuation, maybe contrary to what maybe people might believe it would be the current uh, makeup of the metaverse's success. So, Fundamentally, the Ray-Ban partnership with Meta is cool and it's potential insight into future consumer technology, which is quite exciting. But our focus should really be on the enterprise metaverse market segment if we want to really see where the future and growth in this will come from.
0: Thanks, Hugo. Um, I think it will definitely be really important to watch what the metaverse space will be doing over the next coming years. As for next month, I'm sure you're all very excited to hear what Patrick has to say about the, what he thinks will be the upcoming headlines.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, in next month's top tech headlines, turkeys in North America will offer up AI-generated alternatives to Thanksgiving shoppers in an attempt to save their own lives.
2: Equally, I have heard rumblings of a market moving development in the delivery space, which you will hear about next month. So stay tuned for that one. Very exciting.
0: Well, I think, guys, you have got to get back into reading the FT for next month's episode. We hope you got tantalised by a little bit of top tech. Join us next month for the second episode. Just
2: a little teaser for you to make you tune in next month. There'll be some very special guests who you've definitely heard of. Don't miss out. Make sure you're there or be out of the loop about the latest top tech news. Up to you, really. I know what I would do.